0: Dear police officers of Reddit, have you ever responded to a call for paranormal reasons? My uncle works for dispatch in my town and he recently told my family of the weirdest call he's ever gotten. He says that he had received a call from a landline one night and when he answered it there was only static on the other end. This happened two more times. Finally he calls a squad to go check out the address from the caller ID. When the cops got there and walked into the house they immediately saw that there was a dead body. The person had been dead for five months. The craziest part about it was that there was no electricity or any other utility working. So there is no way they should have been able to get those calls into dispatch. But if they hadn't, who knows how long that person's body would have stayed there. Not my call, but my dad served for 25 years. Wasn't really a ghost story but I think it's worth telling. One night he gets a call from a woman who says her neighbor has made a pact with the devil. The woman calling is about 35 and a religious wacko. The neighbor called about is about 75 at the time my dad went over and knocked on the door, and the old lady answers, all happy, nice place decorated the same way for the past 50 years, she invites my dad in without even asking why he came, makes him some coffee, and asks how his day was, naturally at this point my dad is wondering what the heck the call was about, but it came clear soon, At some point my dad realizes he isn't the only person she is talking to and that she thinks her apartment is full of people My dad thanks her for the coffee and she tells him to come back anytime The whole time she was talking he was writing down the names of the people she was talking to and does some research on her when he gets back Turns out she was talking to family members who were all dead She had a daughter, three sons, a brother and a husband all dead and she had no family and no friends She hadn't spoken to another person in years Her groceries were delivered and she rarely left her apartment over the next 19 years my dad took care of her My sister and I came over all the time and just sat and talked with her. She even taught me how to cook. Over the years she stabilized and stopped talking to her dead relatives. She just needed people to live with. She actually lived till she was 94 and died in the guest room of my parents house since it had become harder to take care of her from a distance as she got closer to the end. She was like a grandma for us. TLDR nut called about devil contacting old lady turned into great part of my whole family life in one of few moments that make me think humanity can be good. My uncle was the sheriff of a small town in New Mexico. He was a the most hardcore person in our family. Super straight-laced. Never really beast and wasn't at all a joker. So when he told this story backed up by my aunt we all believed it without question. A local reporter named Bob D. Would always show up at any major police activity from the police scanner. Big car wrecks. Fires. Anything worth maybe reporting in the local paper. Everybody on the force knew Bob D. He was around at least once or twice a week at various police activities. Bob was a bit of a joker himself. He would mess with people by flicking behind their ears. People would react to the flicks thinking it was a bug only to turn around and see it was Bob jerking around. Everybody liked Bob. Unfortunately, Bob had bad lung cancer and died pretty suddenly. His wife buried him against his wishes. He wanted to be cremated. For the next couple of weeks. After his funeral. People kept talking about seeing Bob at car wrecks. Fires. All the same stuff he used to report on. There were 20-30 reports like this from civilians and members of the force. My uncle didn't buy it. Until the night he and my aunt showed up at our house. Gunned drawn, Pale as paper. We asked him what the hell happened. And he had to sit down. Take his breath. Compose himself and start to outline what happened Note this is a guy that I never saw get rattled By Anything He said My aunt and he were sitting on the couch in their house watching TV My uncle kept scratching at his ear Over and over Finally my aunt asked him what the problem was and he turned around just in time to see their bedroom door open Bob D Standing there in the doorway Clear as day My uncle jumped up Cussed or something Got my aunt's attention who turned to see him there too As soon as they both made eye contact with him Bob smiled, turned, walked across the living room and out their front door. Closed the door behind himself and was gone. My uncle got control of himself and ran outside. Gundron looking for Bob, but he was gone. At that point they ran over to our place. We went over there and didn't see anything but my aunt and uncle stayed at our place that night. At work the next day. All the guys on the force were giving my uncle lots of we told you so. People around town said they saw Bob D. Show up at police scenes for at least another 2-3 months. My dad saw him in our dark room in our basement with a friend. He was flicking their ears in the dark. During the third month people that saw him kept saying he was looking worse and worse. My uncle saw him two more times, each time confirming he was looking more and more worn. My dad had concluded that he was decomposing and his ghost was reflecting that process. Every time my ear itches, I get goosebumps. Not me. But my dad was a cop for 32 years. This was one of his craziest calls. A call goes out for reported screaming it's mid-January important later. My father and another office respond to find a known deranged individual very long rap sheet and has been in and out of psychiatric care for years sitting on the front porch holding a double-sided wood splitting axe. Steam is coming up off of the grass and there are chunks lying all over the lawn. Upon interviewing the suspect he admits that he and a friend were playing poker. The suspect was losing nearly every hand and came to the conclusion that his friend was a Southern for ghost and was cheating him. The suspect grabbed the axe and chased his friend outside and hacked him into dozens of pieces thus causing the warm blood to create steam on the grass. My dad tells the suspect that he needs to get in the police car because it's haint proof. He said the suspect dropped the axe and sprinted to get in the back seat while thanking them for helping him. DLDR my father convinced an axe murder to get in his cop car because it's ghost proof. Holy shit got my first reddit gold. I am gonna go retire in Guatemala. No. But I still manage to freak myself out. A guy calls. Around 1.30 am. Claims several people are running around his yard blowing slide whistles. Can't see anything. Just keeps hearing it. Sounds odd. But maybe kids are being kids. On my way when the dispatcher says the guy called back. Says it may be radio interference causing the hidden transmitters in the house to make noise. What? So I get there. And this guy is clearly just a little crazy. Tells me about how ADT put recorders in his house and his neighbors are running around making this noise and he's losing sleep and so on and so on. I am mentally dismissing this whole thing and beginning to try placating him when I hear it. Fiberp. From outside. To my right. A sound I'd never heard before. Definitely not a bird. I visibly react. And he goes, You heard IT. I says, Yeah. I sure did. He's extremely relieved. Thanking God he's not crazy. I ask a few questions and hear it again. Fiberp. This time. More to the left I ask if he's had problems with his neighbors and he launches into a tirade about how people have Always been out to get him because Despite the authenticity of this noise The fella is still a bit unhinged As I am talking to him five Fiverp five fiverp The whole time From the left Then behind Right Right again Left every 20 to 60 seconds So I tell him I'll check outside He's worried for my safety but i assure him i'll be okay i set off into the darkness in rural missouri to investigate a fleeting noise i've never heard before i am going slow shining my light around Fiberp. off to my right i am telling myself i am being silly ghost aliens monsters none of that is real five straight ahead in the darkness i am in the backyard now looking towards the wood line when Fiberp, sounding like it was about 4 feet behind me, I scan around, hand on the butt of my pistol, feeling equal measures freaked out and stupid, I catch movement on the roof, scan upward, pistol half drawn, I hear it one more time, Fiberp. just as my gaze settles on those air spinner on top of the factories, spinning lazily, every time the wind breezed, duck, I am stupid, worked as a police officer in a small town in rural Nebraska, Back in the 90s I was patrolling through town in winter We had several abandoned houses in town But one seemed to have the attraction of copper thieves So we were told to keep an eye on it Drove by it around 7p Since it sat on a corner lot I had a clear view of all four sides of the house As I drove around the corner Nothing looks out of the ordinary About two hours later I drive by again and the back door is wide open. I know that the back door was not open when I drove by it earlier. Looking at the snow on the ground around the house. There were no footprints. So I think what the hell. Call dispatch. Tell them I am investigating an open door at that address and ask for a county sheriff to start my way. I walk to the open door pull out my flashlight and shine it inside. The house has obviously, been gutted for the most part. The plaster walls have been torn down, debris piles everywhere, since there were no footprints in the snow around the door other than mine, and with all the dust on the floor not showing any footprints. I chalk it up to the wind or maybe the door just opened on its own. I was about to secure the door when I heard a loud thump come from upstairs and what sounded like kids laughing. So I enter the house and yell out police department, come downstairs. More of what sounds like kids playing I tell dispatch that it sounds like there are kids in the house and start making my way through the kitchen into the living room where the stairs are All the while cautiously checking the main floor Two more times I hear something upstairs But since I've had no response, I start thinking maybe it's an animal. Still, I hear what I'd swear was kids laughing. I head upstairs and it all gets quiet. The upstairs is relatively small with a hallway at the top of the stairs that is one bedroom on the right. One straight ahead at the end of the hall. And a bedroom on the left as I get to the top of the stairs. I hear a thump in the bedroom to the left I carefully peek around the door and it's an empty room with a small pile of plaster and wood debris in the middle. No kidding. Sitting on top of the pile of debris was a page torn out of a child's book with a picture of a police officer on it. The hair stood up on the back of my neck. I got out of that room. Quickly cleared the other rooms upstairs and got the duck out of there. Told dispatch nobody was in the house. Locked the back door and never went back in there again. I am not a cop but... 3 years ago our very elderly next door neighbor died suddenly in her house. They found her body 5 days later in the kitchen. Fast forward to last summer. I am sitting in my house watching a movie and all of a sudden about 8 police cars come out of nowhere sirens blaring lights on and most park in that empty house. Some park in my driveway so I went outside to see what was up. A police officer went through the quick formalities and asked if I had seen anything strange in the past 5 minutes. I replied no and rather hesitantly asked what was going on. He said that the police department received a call from the house and when the operator picked up the line went dead. I stayed at a friend's that night. When I was in high school, the days before cell phones were common, my friends were to come over to pick me up from my house one night. We had made plans at school for them to pick me up at 7 p.m. At 6, my parents said I had to come with them to do something and I totally forgot to call my friends and tell them. They came to my house at 7 p.m and called the house phone, no one answered, there was 4 of them in the car, they all told us the exact same story, they said that they were about to pull out of my driveway, but they saw someone peek through the blinds from the bedroom on the top floor right, that was my room, so they assumed that I was ducking around, 5 more times, they said that someone would peek through the blinds, and a couple of them said they even, saw the person's eyes, we got home at probably 7 10 7, 15, and they were still in our driveway, one of my friends came over and said they thought I was messing with them. Then they asked me So Who's staying in your room? I told them that no one So they asked Who's Home at your house right now? Again I told them No one Their stone cold faces then told me what they had seen repeatedly over the last 15 minutes At first We all thought there was a burglar in the house or something So we called the cops They came over and inspected the house There was zero signs of break-in Nothing was touched and nothing was stolen Our house had an alarm on it So there is no way someone could have come into The house without setting off the alarm My family, my friends, and the cop all kind of stood around for a few minutes. Trying to make sense of the situation. My friends swore up and down and still do that they couldn't have imagined what they saw. All four of them saw the same things. And it wasn't particularly a dark night so their eyes wouldn't be playing tricks on them. To this day, none of us can make sense of the situation. Added I know this isn't what the threat asked but it is quite relevant, and I wanted to share this explainable thing that happened in my life. The cop also played a pretty big role, because he too was dumbfounded. At first he thought my friends were ducking around, but there was no joy in their face throughout the entire thing. They were confused and at times, terrified. Called to a residence out in the boonies this was in Wyoming So the boonies are really the boonies at about 11pm about suspicious activity When we get there We are told by the family living there that there are very strange screams coming from a creek area about 1000 feet out And sure enough Waiting outside on the porch with them for about a minute I hear it it is very hard to describe what it sounded like it was like a woman in very severe distress but higher pitched and each scream lasted for about 10-15 seconds it never sounded like it was saying anything it just sounded like a cry of sheer terror and it repeated again we tell the family we are going to investigate so we just walk down to the creek since it was nice out we hear about two more screams getting louder as we approach the creek by now We're both kinda freaked out. There are two possibilities someone is getting murdered maimed in the creek bed. Or it's a wild animal. As we approach the creek bed. We hear no screams for about 5 minutes. We search around and find nothing. Yelling at the top of our lungs for somebody to come towards if they are there. Then. We hear the exact same scream behind us. Exactly from where we came from. We get about halfway back to the house, and the screen comes so loudly it seems to be right next to us. We frantically shine our flashlights everywhere and find nothing. No eye glints of animals, no rustling of bushes, just silence. We trace our steps back, and the screen comes from around the creek again. This time, it lasted about 30 seconds and was much louder than before. Our retreat becomes a little more hastened. By this time we were both scared shitless and verified with the family to call us again if they heard it. They never called again. And we got the hell out of there i still don't know what it was as an avid outdoorsman i know no animal makes a cry like that especially one that can move stealthily without being spotted by flashlights something else that weirded me out was that it was completely silent while the screams were happening during summer in wyoming there is always some type of ambient animal sounds frogs croaking crickets chirping owls hooting coyotes howling etc but there was nothing until we were leaving and the screams had stopped then a frog started croaking It gives me the creeps just thinking about it still. I remember sleeping on my sofa because I was so sick with the flu and waking up in the middle of the night to some woman screaming outside. Jesus. She's being murdered. No. It was a Florida panther. Every time I thought I hadn't figured out which house it was coming from. It would get all quiet and then come from somewhere else. I didn't want to call the police and just tell them I could hear screaming but couldn't tell where it was coming from. And I seriously thought someone needed help immediately. Definitely a panther. Having said that, I grew up in Wyoming and never heard anything like that in Y. Since cougars are the same basic cat, I guess they probably make that noise too. Also, strangely, foxes sound weird as shit sometimes too. I heard all kinds of strange noises in Y but all explainable. My mom was a police officer. She tells the story of an old woman who called the police almost weekly, complaining that there was a ghost in her house. They go in, check it out, and tell her they couldn't find anything. One day, one of the guys on her squad gets dispatched to this lady's house. He busts in worriedly and asks if she has a two-liter bottle she nods back solemnly with wide eyes and empties out a coke bottle she had madam i am gonna have to ask you to wait outside it could get messy she runs outside to the front porch the cop walks upstairs lights up a cigarette and blows the smoke into the two liters bottle he chills for a minute or two then comes running out of the house triumphantly holding the smoke-filled bottle screaming i've got the ghost i've got the ghost he threw it into the back of his crown vic and sped off they never got a call from the lady again yes actually really ducking weird back when i was working as a cop on a military base i loved working night shift didn't deal with 99 of the bullshit that day shift dealt with and what little stuff we did deal with was usually really interesting well most every building on a base is alarmed and the alarms are tied right into the desk so we know the instant they go off when we get an alarm activation we close the base and go check the building pull on all the doors see if we can get in if we can we go into the building and secure it Check all the doors and corners to see if Someone set the alarm off Well one night I was on patrol with my alpha partner and we get called to respond to an alarm activation at the elementary school So we go Secure the building And call in that the building is all secure No problem Keep patrolling So about 15-20 minutes go by and we get another alarm activation We get back out there and check and now there is a maintenance door open that leads into a boiler roomish thing nothing in it. We close it. Lock it and get out. Another 20 minutes. And another alarm. We respond. All the doors are still locked and we can't get in. Maintenance door is locked. Call in. The all clear. This time my buddy and I sit on opposite sides of the school and watch to see if someone is coming and yanking the doors real hard to set the alarm off. We sit there and watch. Nothing happens and right as we're about to leave. Another alarm activation as we're sitting there. We inform the desk that we'd like the building manager on site to help us secure the interior and to let us in. This is like now 3 a.m building custodian shows up and we start doing a walkthrough checking all the classrooms and checking all the maintenance rooms and that's when we see one of the maintenance doors open with the lights on in the room now this room is literally the size of a closet we walk down there and look in no one's in it and that door is locked when it closes we look in there and we find a single footprint of a bare foot made of water left foot as a recall of a small child freaked the living hell out of us because no one reported a missing child and the entire building was clear and still locked up no one left No one entered and we checked every inch of that damn place literally a 3 hour deep sweep including ceiling tiles. Freaked the ever loving shit out of us and to this day, my partner refuses to go into that school. Speaking of which, schools are really ducking spooky when they're empty. I worked at a daycare center that was located near a large old cemetery. It was nearly Christmas and we made paper stars with the kids as tree ornaments. They had been hanging along the ceiling windows to dry. When we came in one morning, they had all been ripped off and scattered around the floor. Nothing else was disturbed. Just that. Turns out, the paper stars had been moving ever so slightly because some were hanging over heating vents and got caught in the air current The movement had set the alarm off Causing the security company that comes over to get annoyed and be deke by just ripping the kids work right off I wonder if they got scared too Before finally figuring out it was just the crafty things It sure freaked us out when we came in that morning Posted this story a while back Hope you like it true. I was a 911 dispatcher for about 5 years out of school. One night I got a call from a lady at a residence in town. 911 what is your emergency? Is this the police? She breathed. She was freaking out. Heavy breathing. Scared shaking voice. I've taken many calls like this and from the sound of her voice. This was not going to be a routine call. I sat up straight and my heart started to pump faster. Yes. Mom. What is your emergency? There's someone in my house. She trailed off very breathy and genuine. But not loud and freaking out okay are you located at house address yes i dispatch the cars to start heading over to the address and i don't give a reason yet okay do you know who this person is well no i don't i think it's it's i know this sounds so crazy i think that there's a ghost in my house she begins to sob and sound so ducking scared there's noises and i know there is a ghost right in the other room i can hear ID right now at this time The sergeant asks me the reason of the call and why I sent him and two other cars without explanation. Normally you'd send one car to something like that. It's suspicious activity I told him. What activity? He demanded over the radio. A fair question. Sir, the caller is claiming there is someone in the house and she believes it to be a ghost. Silence on the air for about a minute. 10-4 is all he said. By the time they got there, the ghost was gone and the poor lady was a freaked out mess. And she kept apologizing for calling us. But it was real, she kept repeating. The officers later told me that her sincerity actually freaked them out a lot and when they searched the house guns drawn even they were scared. Not my story, but my grandpa's. My grandpa was a police officer back in the day. He worked murder cases and did detective work in his later career, but... This late night, he was responding to a call of suspected shots fired at an old abandoned house. My grandpa tells the story something like this. He and his partner are the closest to the house of everyone who received the dispatch call. So they made it there first. When they reached the house, they found the gate through the backyard forced open. So they followed through. It was a shots fired. So they had their weapons drawn. As they approached the house, there was one unarmed man. Attempting to enter the house, which was locked. The man fled while my grandpa's partner chased after him. Here's the creepy part. My grandpa looks through the window of the house, thinking that maybe the guy was trying to get to someone on the inside. When he looks in, he vaguely sees someone standing and looking directly at him. My grandpa raises his pistol and says, please, don't move, simultaneously, the man inside appeared to also raise his pistol, my grandpa says now, I had never had someone draw his weapon on me, and I began to think what if I don't shoot before he does, and the adrenaline was pumping, so, he says, drop the weapon or I'll be forced to shoot, the man stays still, ridiculously still, my grandpa takes cover to the right side of the window and radios in, for his partner, who has lost the man on foot, before his partner returned, he pops back out from the right To try to advance expecting the man to have gone away and found a place to hide so with his weapon drawn he jumps out and looks inside but when he looks into the window with his weapon drawn there the man is still hazy dark and pointing his weapon directly at him it's silent for what seems like forever my grandpa shouts again drop the weapon and get down on the ground with adrenaline pumping my grandpa says that at this point he begins to believe it's a ghost Because of how still it was being, then, he sees that the assailant is wearing a badge. This freaked me out. He said had my partner made it inside and was playing with me. Was this man impersonating an officer? Once more, he said drop your weapon and get on the ground. And motioned with his pistol. The ghost man also motioned with his pistol. And at this point in the story, my grandpa says it best. It was a cotton picking mirror. I got myself worked up over my own damn reflection. And that's the story of how my grandpa almost crapped himself over his own reflection police officer here. One evening about eight years ago it was pouring outside and we got a call from an elderly woman seems to be a common theme in this thread. She called in and said that she was hearing footsteps in her house and she thought there was a ghost inside because she regularly heard the sound of someone walking upstairs but she lived alone. We went just to check it out and make sure that everything was okay. She stayed on the line with the 911 operator because she was frightened. About three minutes after she initially called in, she said that there was actually a man standing outside in her backyard, staring at her through Her sliding glass door, petrified, the woman froze in that spot and continued to stare directly the man. For the next minute or two she said that he was just standing there, still as could be, staring at her. Eventually the man slunk cough out, of sight. When we arrived. About 12 minutes after the call first came in, we went to the front door. I remained in the foyer with the woman and the other officer went to the backyard to see if the man was still hiding out or if there were any traces of him. I spoke with her for several minutes until the other officer returned. He said there was no trace of anyone having been in the backyard. We set off to do a quick sweep before we left to make sure the house was all clear. In her living room the room that has the sliding glass door we discovered a trail of mud and footprints inside the house i asked the woman if she had been outside at all that day or if anyone had been over to visit her she said no that she lived alone and that no one had come by to visit the woman was very old probably around 85 and had very poor eyesight and was hard of hearing As elderly people tend to be. The woman obviously had seen the man's reflection and mistakenly thought he was in front of her. On the other side of the glass. In her backyard. In reality. He had been standing only a few feet behind her in the same room while she had been talking to 911. Nothing was stolen. Broken. Or out of place so we don't know what. His intentions were. Who knows what would have happened had she not stayed on the line with the operator. I know it sounds like something out of a campfire story. But it was honestly one of the most unnerving and creepy experiences I have had while on duty. DLDR responded to a call where an old woman thought there was a ghost in her house. She ended up seeing a man through her sliding glass door leading to her backyard. When we arrived we discovered footprints indicating that the man had actually been inside of her house and she had been looking at his reflection in the sliding glass door. I was doing security at a hospital with the emergency room, ICU, surgical. The whole works and I got called to several paranormal calls. Most were psych cases or paranoid people that heard a strange noise. This time more than one nurse saw a guy on the camera who was on his death's bed. A guy who kept saying I will not die in a hospital earlier that day. Literally push his curtain aside and walk out of his room toward the elevator. A code was called and everyone immediately posted at their designated locations. Within seconds there were people watching the elevators and stairs and security started combing the area and investigating as i reached the icu floor i spoke with the lead nurse and she told me several of the nurses saw him leave at that moment monitors started going off the guy never left the guy went code blue and died right then There were three witnesses on the report that say he got up and left and were serious enough to call a code which could cost them their jobs if they were wrong. The bosses wouldn't let us watch the video but the looks on their faces said it all. The bosses said the nurses did the right thing and some things just can't be explained. The portion of the video I was allowed to see did show that nobody had left via elevator or stairs. This is from a friend who used to work as a security guard. My friend is a night person so he's used to night shifts. Well, anyways, one night he's working to guard a mansion and at 2.22 a door access alarm goes off from the gym room, by usual protocol. He calls 911 and has cops deal with it. The cops, two of them, meets with my friend and heads to the gym room. A short while later, the cops starts yelling at my friend how prank calls is a serious offense and he shouldn't waste their time. My friend flabbergasted by the cops reaction. He asks what's wrong and one of the cops says that an old lady told them that she was in the house for a long time. My friend not understanding what lady they're talking about since there's no one in that mansion. The owners left on a cruise for a month or so. They stop to stare at each other in silence and heads inside the mansion. My friend swears to me it's true, they go inside and riot at the entry hall, you can see the painting of the old lady, the cops turns white and leaves, my friend confused by what happened just nopes out of there the moment he finished his shift apparently, that was the painting of the current owner's great grandmother, I worked security for 5 years, and became good friends with the operations manager before he was fired and replaced with Hellspawn. He told me where he worked before and had a messed up story. He was working at an industrial building doing security over night. He walked around once an hour and checked all the doors. On his third patrol, he went to a different part of the building and found one of the office doors was still open. He opened it only to find a man who hanged himself and was apparently still warm. He called 911 and they came and took care of everything. The building manager sent my boss home for five days paid. But eventually he did return and things seemed to be back to normal. About a month later he was on patrol when he went into the building to do his checks. This time however. He found the same door to be unlocked again. He didn't open it. He ran to his car and drove away. Ended up succumbing to alcoholism for a while before cleaning up and running a new security company. I am glad I had never experienced that. Florida police officer here. I had an older lady call that she was trapped in her house. When I arrived I observed a white powder poured out in a half circle in front of her door. I knocked. She spoke through a nearby window. She explained that a voodoo priest had put a hex on her and trapped her in the house. She claimed that if she crossed over the powder, her back would break. I told her to sit on her couch and wait. I would be back soon. I went to a store where I knew the clerk. I borrowed a bucket and broom. Returning to the lady's house, I filled the bucket from a garden hose. While saying the Lord's prayer loud enough for her to hear inside. Swept and rinsed the powder away. I then told her it was safe. She opened the door and asked what I had done. I told her I had gone to a church for holy water and had a priest bless the broom. She was so happy. She hugged me for a long time. I got the name and location of the voodoo priest from her. I was able to find him later in my shift I got in his face and told him if he bothered that lady again I'd kick his ass and take him to jail. We will not allow harassment, scamming or preying on the elderly my dad spent his whole career as a copper and is the stereotypical straightforward bloke with it who has little time for anything you might label as paranormal that said he describes one event from about 20 years ago that he can't explain one late afternoon in autumn he was patrolling with a colleague in newbury berkshire uk when they were radioed and asked to check out reports of a fight on the rural outskirts of town apparently sounds of an altercation had been heard coming from a field of all places and locals were concerned but hadn't been able to describe or give any more info when they got to the field in question my dad and his colleague hopped the fence and headed inwards not immediately seeing or hearing anything it was gloomy and a little misty at ground level But apparently just about enough light was left in the day to see there wasn't obviously anyone about. Apparently they gave the field a sweep and were on their way back to the car when, as my dad describes it, suddenly all went mental shouting, screaming, and the sounds of an almighty fight completely surrounded him. Even though he was stood in a field completely empty apart from his colleague, he says three things in particular stick with him. Firstly, that he wasn't scared shitless at the time perhaps he would say that, just sort of hugely confused. Secondly the look on his colleague's face that basically said wtf. You're hearing this too right And finally that after a short time the sounds just stopped And they made their way back to the car and called in to say nothing was going on When pushed he admits it felt like he was in the middle of something significant. And that he thinks he felt and not just heard the fighting around him. And with hindsight he was more frightened after the event than at the time. He would never describe this as paranormal himself. But to me this always sounded like a replay type event people talk about. And subsequently learning about the civil war history of the specific area in question backs this up for me at least. I've not heard of other accounts of similar stories from the area. But I haven't looked that hard to be honest navy security forces member here this will probably get buried but oh well i was on shift with a dod police officer on the oldest navy base we have in the states we get a call about an alarm going off in a nearby office and it be being midnight we quickly get over there when we get to the building there are lights on in the second story we try all the doors and they are locked try the windows locked look for any possible entryway and everything is sealed up tight we call the building commander and they send a guy to come and turn off the alarm and let us look around to make sure all is well when he got there his first state to us was, alarm going off again, damn it, I am sick of that ghost ducking my days off up, apparently everyone that works in that building has claimed there is, a ghost that likes to move stuff around and cause the alarm to go and a check of the call log for the alarm activation showed that every time it went off, the building was locked up tight, One time I called the cops I was getting ready for bed and turned off all the light and the TV Shut the windows and headed for the hallway which was still lit As soon as I seen just the Jesus part of our hanging crucifix laying on the floor face down The blinds in the windows started going crazy even though the windows were shut I was a little shaken and decided not to go to bed until I could calm down So I turned the TV back on Just static and the volume was turned all the way up Now I was in full on panic attack mode because I couldn't get the TV to shut off I dialed 911 What's your emergency? I am not sure. Can you just send someone over to make sure no one has broken into my house? I felt horrible for bothering them. After they assured me I was alone. I asked one of the officers to pick Jesus up off the floor and put him back. He did. They ended up sticking around and just talking with me to calm me down while I waited for a friend to come spend the night. I always respected law enforcement but that night I realized just how helpful some of them are. Even when the situation is as small as mine was. Wherever you two are now, which I assume is still in Oka County. Thank you grandmother was a cop in Santa Maria in the late 70s till early 90s. Man calls in saying there is a 7 female gray man at his door. She goes to check it out. Door is jammed. The man is screaming and she hears a loud buzzard. She slams the door open and the buzz is gone and so is the man. There's blood everywhere. She calls for backup and runs around and calls his name. She hears what sounds like. Someone yelling but someone is covering their mouth. She finds him tied up. Piss everywhere. Investigators say that he was in that room for ATL East 4 hours. Man lives alone in the middle of nowhere. Says he called the police a 5 hours ago. Said that a cop was on their way. He reported seeing a 7 female grey man with big eyes who did that to him. No footprints. No trace of any kind of invasion. My grandmother lost 4 hours somehow. The guy ended up killing himself a few years later. Leaving a note behind. Warning my grandmother that they are after him. And thanking her for rescuing him. Shit stucking crazy. This isn't what you're looking for but this scared the living hell out of me every time I think about it. One night I was talking with my friend's mom. She was telling me about why she could never in a million years live in a trailer. Here's her story. I was about 5 years old and my parents moved us out into this trailer on about 2 or 3 acres of land. My room was at the far end of the house next to my sister's and was only about 20 yards away from the forest. Anyway, on a few nights I kept hearing a scratching sound, almost like nails on a chalkboard. So I woke up my dad and he came in and verified that I was batshit crazy and went back to bed this went on for about two or three weeks until one night i was listening to the scratching when it suddenly stopped and my toy chest started moving away from the wall i ran down the hall and got my dad and he reluctantly came to my room to check it out when he flipped on the light he saw a woman's head looking like a crazy gene wilder sticking through my wall where my toy chest used to be she screamed at the top of her lungs not like she was scared but like she was trying to scare him and proceeded to pull at the trailer wall and try to crawl through the hole he locked the door and called 911 The cops came out and arrested the woman who was stuck halfway in the wall and cut all over the place. She had apparently escaped a metal facility four miles away and had decided to burrow into the house at night. DLDR crazy woman scratches her way into a trailer and gets arrested. Not a police officer story, but a paranormal story. I've posted it before in previous threads but I'll post it here again as it might be what you were looking for in general. I had just turned 22 and my parents had sold their house and purchased a place out in the country. On the property there was a big shed not far from the house that I decided to turn into my place. Now I felt kind of uncomfortable in the shed sometimes but my dog kept me company so it wasn't so bad. Anyway I had been in there maybe two weeks and one night I'm on the computer. My dog asleep at my feet and I need to pee so I get up and go outside to piss. It's a beautiful clear night and the stars were incredible. Next thing I hear the shed door slam behind me. I turn immediately and try to open it but it won't budge. Now from inside the shed I can hear my dog start to growl. Quietly at first then louder. Now he's barking and I am panicking trying to get the door open. I must mention that I am 6 foot 5 and well built. Play sports etc but even ramming my full weight into the door won't open it and I am really panicking now as my dog's barks turned into whines. Then whimpering. Then silence and with all my might I slam into the door and it flies open. The light is off inside now and it's pitch black. It won't turn back on and I am in complete darkness. Can't see my dog anywhere and I stumble around trying to find a torch. Finally I find it and pick it up and turn on my flashlight and I wasn't prepared for what I'd see next. My dog had literally squashed itself into the furthest, darkest corner of the room. Eyes closed and is shaking violently. I immediately moved towards him and as soon as I got within reach of him, he leapt at me into my arms and wouldn't move. I picked him up and I swear I've never ran so fast in my goddamn life. I never stepped foot in that shed ever again and my dog wouldn't even go near that part of the property. I don't know what happened in that shed that night but I'll never forget it. I avoid sheds now. Animals pick up a lot of cues from humans. If you're panicked, they often will be, too. One night I was home alone with my cat. I hear noise at the back door, like someone is trying to break in. I am freaked out and I look at the cat and she's totally freaked out, too. So I grab my handgun, have it cocked and ready, and I am about to piss myself and the cat looks the same. I throw open the door with the gun pointed, and it's a possum, just staring at me. I yelled at the thing for a minute and it took off, but I don't think the cat would have looked so terrified if it wasn't for me. I am not a cop, but I paid for university by working security in an old Victorian insane asylum. First off, I don't believe in ghosts or the supernatural, in any way, shape or form. That said, I had a few very strange experiences working at the hospital. I have tons of stories about working at the hospital, but I'll post one of the strangest and if you want to hear more, let me know I have dozens. The hospital was made up of several buildings, mostly mid-20th century. There was a large seven-story building with offices and accommodation for student nurses Simpson Hall. A large central administration building with eight wings for patients and a forensic, criminally insane unit purity building. A new building under construction to replace the old Victorian building Mount Hope. A building with a gym, kitchen, dining room and swimming pool Hugh Bell building. Two small outlying buildings for children and adolescents POW and MCU and then, the old insane asylum DeWolf building built in 1856. 20 ceilings, 200 pounds oak and steel doors, 1824 thick walls, underground tunnels. Everything you've ever thought an old Victorian insane asylum would be. When I first started working there, in 1992. My job was to go from the guard post in the Hubel building, down into the basement, unlock the steel doors leading to the tunnel system, lock myself into the tunnel system, walk along to the DeWolf building, go through another set of steel gates, locking myself inside, walk the tunnel system to the end and then go up in an elevator I called down using a special key. Then I'd go up to the fourth floor and walk through each floor checking doors until I got to the main floor where I'd walk out of the main entrance and back to the Hubel building outside. I had to do this roughly every hour. In 1995. The building closed and patients were moved into the new mount hope building because the space was no longer being used and because the building was slated to be demolished in 1996 they didn't bother heating it it had no power and maintenance had been through and stripped it of things like light bulbs etc a lot of the old furniture was left in place as they had bought new stuff for the new building one of the things that also happened was they shut off power to the elevators and had all the phones removed now i know that every phone was removed because I was the guy who went through with the guy from the phone company in late summer and removed every single phone from the place. So it's the winter of 1995 and I am working a back shift 7 PM 7 AM. I was a shift supervisor and had three guards on the ground with me and one locked in the forensic unit. Around 2 AM we get a call from the hospital operator saying that the police had called her to let her know they were getting calls from inside the DeWolf building. She had, of course, told them that was impossible and why. They insisted that they were getting calls from inside the DeWolf building. So the four of us go into the building and each take a floor of the building and search it. Now it was the dead of winter and temperatures had been getting fairly low 20C or so and there had been a pipe burst. About a week before which maintenance had dealt with interesting story there. Two but it had left two floors entirely coated in ice there was ice on everything that was about three thick and shadows were bouncing everywhere from the flashlights hitting ice. So we're walking through the building. Checking every unit. Every floor. Eyeballing every empty phone jack. Nothing. We get back to the guard post and report that the building is empty. 10 minutes later. The operator calls back and says that there are more calls coming from DeWolf and the police are insisting we find the cause. So back over we go. I was about 10 away from the nursing station on a unit called N16 and the operator calls to say that there is a call active right now coming from the N16 nursing station. I go rushing over to see and there's nothing in there no person. No. phone. I tell the operator where I am and there's nothing in there. She says that it's now coming from the N16 lounge which is way down the other end of the unit. So I go rushing down there and, again. Nothing. Now it's coming from the N16 elevator phone and this time it's not just dead air but it sounds like someone talking with their hand over the phone. So I go rushing back down to the other end of the unit this is a good 60 seconds or so of running big building and I am standing outside the closed unpowered elevator doors and she is saying that the calls are coming in every few seconds from the elevator I am standing in front of. Then they stop. We all decide to wait inside the building. One person per floor. For a few minutes until we know things have stopped. We waited maybe 15 minutes and as we start to leave. The phone calls start again. One, more trip around the building and same results. Eventually we said we couldn't waste any more time on it and it must be a technical glitch. The operator puts in a call to the phone company and requests an engineer first thing next morning. I was supposed to go home at 7 am my last back shift. So I was starting 4 days off. But I stayed to meet the engineer cause I was curious. The engineer said the lines had likely been reassigned and the calls were coming from real people wherever the lines had been put. So we go into the old building and check the junction box and the engineer gets a puzzled look on his face. He hooks up some equipment and is talking back to someone at the phone company. He starts checking connections and numbers. Then we start walking around the building and plugging his phone into the jacks turns out that none of the lines had been reassigned and they were all live. Here's the strange part that day. The engineer and the phone company killed all the lines. The phone calls continued off and on for two more weeks and then stopped. We never did find out the cause. Okay, these are about Simpson Hall it's also been torn down now just a couple of years ago. I think. But it was a seven-story building filled with offices The seventh floor, however, was different It was basically a dorm for visiting student nurses who were required to complete several weeks in a psych hospital Our tours of the building included the seventh floor We had a guard post in the lobby area and every hour or so we would take the elevator up to the seventh floor special key required The elevators were in the center of the building and we'd walk to one end checking doors then come back through the center section and continue to the other end of the building then we take the stairs down to the next floor walk the length of the floor and take the stairs on that end down to the next floor well simpson hall had a few strange things story one the first one is that when you walking along the floor on the seventh floor you could sometimes hear the sound of someone running above you that would be the roof you would get down to six and the running sound would continue this time on the seventh floor But it would be louder. than the same on the 5th floor. It didn't ever happen at least to me on any floors below 5. I've had people stand on the 7th floor while I walked through on 6 minus I heard running. While the person actually on 7 heard nothing. Story 2. Another strange thing with Simpson Hall is that the elevators would follow you. Like I said. We would get off on the 7th floor and zigzag our way down the building. There were some nights where. The elevators would open up both of them at once as you walked past the center section. I figured it must be some default mechanism and the timing of my round was just sinking up with it. So one night I took the stairs up instead of down and walked back along a floor I had previously walked. As I walked through the center section, there they were, standing open story 3 as i've already explained we zigzagged our way down the building's floors walking from one end to the other at the end of each floor was a large plate glass window the corridor was lined on both sides with office doors all secured and in the center of the building were the two elevators and a small kitchen and lounge separated from the wings by fire doors also with windows at night the big windows at the end of the wings were essentially a mirror and sometimes as you were checking doors you'd catch movement in the reflection if you were fast enough You'd see someone moving near the fire doors at the other end of the wing near the center section. I've seen this probably half a dozen times and every time it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I had a co-worker who swore that he saw a man in coveralls standing inside the wing of the building and as he watched via the reflection, he saw the man start walking toward him. When he turned to see who it was, there was no one there and when he looked back the reflection was gone too. No one else ever reported seeing that. But he was convinced, and spooked out of his mind. Story. For this one is probably the darkest of the bunch. We had nurses staying on the seventh floor and they had rented a movie and were getting ready to watch it in their lounge area the center section near the kitchen and between the two sets of fire doors leading to the wings. I wasn't in the building at the time. But the guard who was working that building had just finished a round when we get a call from the operator for us all to go immediately to the 7th floor of Simpson Hall. Not knowing what was going on. We all dropped everything and went straight there. I was the supervisor and was down in the tunnels of DeWolf doing my rounds so I got there a couple of minutes after everyone else. The nurses were all crowded into the lounge area and one of them. Was freaking. Crying. Jabbering away bright red in the face, scared shitless, apparently, she had gone to her room to get a box of popcorn she had bought earlier in the day and when she opened the door to her room, there was a man standing outside the window looking in at her, on the outside of the window, looking in, no balconies, I left one guard in the center section, one on either end of the building and I went up onto the roof, no one on the roof, no signs anyone had been on the roof, we checked every inch of the building and checked the camera footage of the entrances no one but us had entered the building in over 3 hours, we never did find an explanation, Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.